0: Thank you. Welcome to the Chronicles of a Christian Drama Queen podcast. I am your host and the original Christian Drama Queen, Lisa Ann Schaefer, and I am glad you are here. I can promise you that I know what it's like to think like a lover of Jesus, but live like a hot mess every day. So if you can relate, you're in the right place. Everything from the craziness of homeschooling my kids to overcoming deep wounds of abandonment and abuse. I want you to stay with me, sister. I have walked down those paths. And I've got decades of healing and hope that God's called me to share. Here we go. Bear with me. Stick with me. If nothing else, you guys know I'm just a normal person. I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm in my office, which has no soundproofing. I'm using a microphone that was given to me as a gift by the wellness company that I work for, have been side gigging for 20 years with. Um, I mean, I don't have a lot of professional equipment. I have one monitor. I don't have two or three monitors. I'm real jealous sometimes of some of these podcasting studios that I see on the internet. And I got to tell you, I think that not having everything that I need keeps me humble. And um, I think that's a good thing for me uh, to stay humble. I really do. So um, stick with me. Maybe you need to be humbled with me. <laughs> Maybe we'll be humbled together, right? So today I want to talk about these feelings of being unwanted. When little girls who who feel unloved and unwanted grow up, they tend to be women who feel unloved and unwanted. And they will do whatever they have to do to try and keep what love they find uh, in relationships, with boyfriends or husbands or whomever. And, uh, I know for me, uh, the fear of losing the love of a spouse, um, uh, manifested as distrust and paranoia and dread experience. You know, I was just kind of expecting the worst all the time. Uh, the idea of losing the love of our kids, which I didn't think I deserved anyway. Um, and then adopted, we adopted three children, um, uh, and the whole fertility journey is a whole nother part of what I feel like God's called me to do here with the Chronicles podcast. But um, we're afraid we're going to lose the love of our kids. And, and because of that, we will make really poor parenting decisions and kind of enable them to make bad decisions themselves and make bad choices themselves, which can just lay the groundwork for a lifetime of pain and suffering. Uh, and heartache and broken relationships with your children. So this, and this was like I said, this was my case. Um, the definition of the word enabling, by the way, from the Family First Intervention is the act of helping someone in such a way that rather than solving a problem, the problem's actually being perpetuated. And I kind of became that person. I uh, was enabling, you know, uh, bad behavior. Um, and <clears throat> like I said, there's more t- to tell about that story. But there was a time when I recalled at a very young age feeling unwanted, and by young I mean in my teens, all feeling so unwanted that um, I would have done anything to keep the love that I was, that I thought was love uh, from a, from a boyfriend. When I was 14 years old, we had moved to a very small town in Southeast Kansas Uh, It was not uncommon for us to move frequently. My, my mother was the sole provider for us. There was no uh, state subsidized um, child support. We did not get any, you know, I didn't, my mother never got checks from my father for child support and the state was not capable of forcing him to pay child support back then. So, uh, she worked and she worked hard. And and when they offered a raise and a promotion to her, she took it because she had little ones to take care of. And so we moved quite frequently in order to make sure that she could keep taking care of us. So uh, my mom is my hero and I'm going to write her memoir one day and it's going to blow your mind because she's an amazing woman. Um And so we moved to this very small town when I was 14, and we got there the day before school started. So my my first experience in this small town was starting school at the local middle school. And by the way, back then, freshman class was in the middle school. And so I was there my freshman year, the very beginning of my freshman year. And in the middle of the year, I met, uh, there were two young men beside my locker. There are two men on either side of my locker, two boys on either side of my locker. And I kind of had a crush on both of them. And uh, one of them showed interest in me. And we became a couple. Uh, I was on, by the time we were 15, at the end of that school year, uh, he and I were a couple. And we were, quote, going together. I don't know if you've heard that. Um, We were going together. That's what it was called. And so, interestingly enough, um, that, you know, the hottest and heaviest it got then for me was a kiss on the corner before he went one way walking home and I went the other way walking home. And uh, but it was very intense because it was the first real boyfriend I ever had. And by the way, I have a, an entire I can give you an entire podcast about why dating at a young age is stupid. I can do that. I feel like dating at a young age is just practicing divorce. So that's my opinion. Uh, I think I can biblically support that and someday I will in another podcast. But by the time uh, we got to the end of that first school year, uh, we were pretty hot and heavy couple. At least I thought so. And uh, that pretty much the first day of summer while we were hanging out with other friends at the pool and whatnot, he decided he didn't want to be a couple. And I, my heart fully engaged in that, was devastated. I thought, uh, I thought life was over. I thought my life was over. I didn't have enough self-esteem to realize he was being an idiot, and I was worth investing in. And I didn't, I didn't believe that. And a lot of fatherless daughters do not. As the day wore on that day, first of all, I left wherever we were at at the time. I rode my bike home. I cried all the way. I was in a panic. I was, I, was, I, would, I was screaming. Why, God? Why? Why doesn't he want me? I mean, it was drama queen central, gang. I was fully emotionally immersed in self-pity. And when I got home, I threw myself on the bed and I just wanted to die. Now, we didn't have cell phones back then. and We didn't have texting and Snapchat and all that stuff. Uh, but the phone rang. Our home line, you know, we had landlines. The, the phone rang. And uh, one of my girlfriends from school called. And she said, listen, my boyfriend talked to your boyfriend. And he already feels like an idiot. He thinks he made a huge mistake. He's going to be playing ball tonight. And he wants to know if you want to come with us so that he can talk to you. Well, are you kidding me? That was like, oh, man, I was so excited. I was going to make this work. I started washing my favorite blouse in the, in the laundry. And And then my mother comes in and says, I want you to stay home tonight because we're going to do such and such. And I went ballistic on her. I just, I mean, went nuts. And she said, what is going on? <laughs> What's with all the crying and the, the ex- extreme behavior? What is all of this? And my response was, Jeff broke up with me, but he wants to get back together. Now, my mother very wisely said, "Uh, why do you want him if he broke up with you so easily? And now he's toying with your emotions and going to try and get you to jump through hoops so you can get him back. And by the way, that relationship went on for a couple, three years. And yes, I jumped through every hoop he put in front of me to try and keep him. But my meltdown was all about trying to hang on to what I thought was a love that would fill this hole in my heart that really God intended to be filling. And so I was, I begged my mother, let me go to the game. Let me go to the game. He's going to be there. We'll talk. It'll be all worked out. We'll be a couple again, again, and life will be good. And It was ridiculous, extremely ridiculous, but it was so painful to go through at the time. Moms and dads, if you've got daughters that don't feel wanted and you see these extreme behaviors, please start talking to them now about finding self-worth in who God created them to be. And that he wants to fill them with a genuine love that cannot be fulfilled here on with some sort of earthly relationship. Okay, so long story longer, uh, went to the, my mother relented. I wish she hadn't. Looking back now, I wish she had just said no. I'm not letting that boy manipulate your feelings and throwing you in the car so you can head off to make him happy. Not gonna do it. But, you know, I I talked her into letting me go. And, uh, oh, she didn't like this kid. She really didn't. My mother really did not like this kid. And this story, you would not believe the depths to which this story goes. And someday I'll share some more of this story with you. Uh, We were kids, right? So, uh, but anyway, I go to the game. We connect at the game. We start talking. His mother gives me a ride home with him. He walks me to the door. He tells me how sorry he is. He really wants us to get back together. And, of course, I want to feel wanted. I wanted him back. I took him back because I wanted to feel wanted. I love this verse in Psalm 142. It's when David is really down. I mean, he is down. He's like in a cave. (laughs) And he says, When my spirit grows faint within me, Lord, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. They want to trip me up. Look and see. There's nobody next to me. There's nobody on my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. I have no place to go. No one cares for my life. And in verse five, he says, but I cry to you, Lord. I say, you are my refuge my portion in the land of the living. See, God wanted David and wanted to be his father and protector and refuge. And he wants that for us. He wants us to realize that we are indeed wanted by the God of the universe who laid down everything for us so my little teenage meltdown was over the top. I desperately wanted to feel wanted. Beloved, let me promise you that you are wanted. You truly are wanted. Thanks for joining me today guys. There are lots of places where you can find me. Okay? You can go to the Christian Drama Queen at YouTube on YouTube channel. I have vid- where you can see the video of this podcast. You can also find my website, christiandramaqueen.com. And of course, share this podcast with others. Find my Bible study on Amazon. It's called Discarded. And it's got this pretty green color on the uh, <laughs> that you see on the video. <clears throat> In fact, I'll just, for those of you watching the video, I'll show you a picture of it right here. So uh, it's the daughter's journey to reclaim freedom and forgive the father who left her behind. And if you want to, just send me an email. I'll tell you more at Lisa at com, Tune in again next time, guys. And listen, you know I love you.